G'day leaders. In this podcast, we talk about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind and how the programs and the self-talk that we put in there determines our reality. We talk about how to adjust our thinking uh, for better results. Enjoy. Why did it count backwards? I know that we're now recording. <laughs> what? Hello, Captain. <laughs> what do I Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. So, leadership, life, and everything else. Yeah. And we're live. No, we're recording. Again. <laughs> Michelle, I'd like to talk to you about something I'm quite passionate about. Yes. It's about um, the way chocolate. we program chocolate. <laughs> Lint chocolate, best yeah. chocolate in the world. Hey, yeah. if you want to sponsor us, no, we're still waiting for Bollinger to, to get right. in touch. That's now, right. how come they haven't reached out after that first podcast where we drank a whole bottle of Bollinger? To... Anyway, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> that's okay, not at all. So uh, we're going. I'd like to talk to you about conscious and subconscious mind, or programming our subconscious mind. Yes, mm, something that I've uh, been teaching and thinking about for many, many, many years, and um, it's something. That that I find fascinating. So um, without getting into uh, too much science, we've got two parts to our brain, the top part of our brain, the neocortex, where we do our thinking, our language sits up there, and then we've got our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind, I'm going to call a robot. Yep. Yeah. So it will obey every instruction that we give it. Okay, yep. so we program our subconscious mind, which also forms our habits and those sort of things. And we program it with our thoughts and the way we speak to people. So the example I often give in training, especially when we're doing memory training, have you? I always say to people, have you ever said this? Oh, I'm really bad at remembering names. Yeah. And a lot of people say that. And um, yeah, oh, I'm really bad at remembering names. Oh, I can remember faces, but I can't remember names. Well, that's interesting because what they're doing is they're programming their subconscious mind. Mm. They're saying that I'm the sort of person who is bad at remembering names. And the thing mm. about our subconscious, our subconscious will obey every instruction we give it and it doesn't like to be wrong. It's a robot. It just follows the instructions. So the next time that person meets somebody, they go up and they shake their hands and say, hi, I'm Guy. And they go, yeah, g'day, I'm David. And then the brain goes, all right, David, what's David? Well, David's a name. What do we know about names? We're no good at names. Oh, forget about David. Yeah. yeah. So we, we program ourselves for failure. You, I remember when I first met you and I was going to have a procedure done on my foot and I needed a needle and you, and I said to you, and I hate, I'm scared of needles. And you went, no, no, you were scared of needles. I'm thinking, who the hell are you to tell me whether I am or I'm not scared of needles? I'm scared of needles. And I, I do annoy people when I do that because I do that all of the time. Do you know why I do that? I know why, because it's a, a past tense. You're yeah. not... So getting rid of that programming, yeah, if I and and I still I'm still working on it. Yeah. I I used to be, used to I be was afraid of needles. Yes. You're getting better every time. Yes, yeah. that's right. Because I I had a fear of forgetting people's names. I had a bad memory when I was younger, and then I studied it, and I realised that if you say that you've got a bad memory, your memory has to then make that true. Yes. Yes. And um, and so whenever I hear people saying, "Oh, I'm bad at this. I'm scared of needles. I'm doing this," I, I always look at them. I go, "You used to be." 
<laughs> and then it's their choice to either go forward with that old mindset that they are scared of things or they can't do things or they forget things or they can go forward with a new mindset of that's what I used to be like. Mm. Because when I hear somebody saying, oh, I, um, I, I hold a grudge or I, I get very angry when this happens, I go, do you want that to be a reality? And they go, what? <laughs> I said, well, what you've just done is you've programmed your subconscious mind to make that a reality next time it happens and you have no control over your subconscious mind. It's just a robot that's going to obey the instruction you just gave it. Mm. So next time somebody cuts you off in the car, oh, I'm a hothead, comes out and then they start yelling and screaming at the person. But if you say to yourself, oh, I'm very calm on the road, next time somebody cuts you off, you'll go, hmm, that was an interesting way to drive. <laughs> because the subconscious mind has to make the reality that you program into it. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about what you've changed in your mind and what I've changed in my mind over the years. So I, I used to have a bad memory. Mm. I used to be a very shy, introverted little kid. And so not only did I have a bad memory for names, I didn't look people in the face when I was introduced to them because I was so shy. So imagine spending your childhood and your teens not really looking at people's faces because you were so shy and so introverted. And so not only did you not remember the name, but quite often you didn't remember their face. Right. Yeah. And then I started studying and trying to find out how to fix this. And I realized that, one, if I didn't look at their face, I'm not going to remember them. But if I told myself that I couldn't remember their name, that'll be a reality as well. Right. And so that's that's the first time I started to get interested in the way the subconscious mind works. And and we used to use this a lot in sport as well. So if you think you're the best, you'll be the best. If you yeah. think you're mediocre, you'll be mediocre because our subconscious mind like, doesn't like to be wrong. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Uh, you sprung this on me. I did. I did. <laughs> I said, let's record a podcast on the subconscious mind without giving you any time to think about it. Well, if, if you want, I can I can talk a little bit more about it while you're thinking about how this may have applied. No, no you've got a situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm thinking, and it's an example I've given previously about crosswind takeoffs and landings when I was learning to fly. And I remember not enjoying windy days. Mm. <laughs> so when this particular lesson came up, um, having to go out to, to do hour upon hour of cro crosswind takeoff and landings in a little Cherokee to get it kind of set in my mind. Mm. And afterwards, my instructor, he was um, he was quite clever in, in mind manipulation. And he said to me, see, you're an ace at this now. And I was like, oh, no, mm. no, I don't particularly like them. And he goes, no, you are all like, you are amazing. You, I, I reckon any day that it's windy, you would ace, you would be one of the best out there. I you like would this. ace it. I like and this. I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know. But every, every time it was windy, I would hear his voice in my head mm. and I started to believe it. And I do. I I still love a windy day. It's like my best landings are yeah. windy days. Well, he's using a form of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. <laughs> Correct. He's, he's putting uh, – and something I like doing as well. You put thoughts into people's mind that interrupt their old paradigms, their, mm. old, their old way of thinking. And so that's why when you said you didn't like needles, oh, you do. I, <laughs> I had to jump in there and give you a new one. 
and and it's it's a it's a very powerful technique when you're training people. So it sounds like he was he was quite gifted. He he was. I use it on my kids as well. Yeah, all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. So do I. So do I. If I hear somebody with a, a limiting self belief, yes. I jump in straight away. Used to, used to, or mm. I'll throw in a different one. I I don't agree with you. Yeah. I actually think you're amazing at that. Yeah. I think you, you're you're one of the be- better people at, at that, and you're learning how to do it. And every time you do it, you're getting better. <laughs> like yeah. I'm forcing that into people's minds. Yeah. Especially my kids. Have you ever said this? I should exercise more. I should eat healthier, or I uh, want no, to. No, we, we start don't have. This. We have a, a policy of no shoulds. No shoulds. No shoulding. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever he- heard somebody say, "Oh, I want to go to the gym more. I want to do this. I want to do that." Um, there's a really fascinating concept around that language. So if you say, "I want to go to the gym more," for example. What you're actually saying is, this is who I am now, mm-hmm. and I want to be somebody who goes to the gym more. But you're not. I'm not. I am. <laughs> I, this is me, yep. but I want to go to the gym more. And one of the things that our brain does, when we wake up in the morning, we come out of sleep into consciousness, so unconscious to, yes. to consciousness, our brain has to kind of reboot and recreate our ego, who we are. All right? So this is kind of like just a a generalization so when you wake up your brain has to figure out who you are and the way it does it is it goes through all your memories yeah so it's got access to the memory of who you are and it reboots and one of the memories that it finds is oh i'm somebody who wants to go to the gym not somebody who goes to the gym okay well then don't go to the gym otherwise you'd be somebody who goes to the gym not somebody who wants to go to the gym Mm. and so the way we talk to people and the way we talk to ourselves creates our reality so if you want to change something and you say i want to what you're actually saying is i'm never going to because otherwise i'd be that person Mm. yeah and so self-talk is such a powerful thing. What self-talk have you used to become the uh, the, the pilot that you became? Well, it's from uh, Pete Sherry used to say to us, um, and this is a language warning. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one. We said this one I'm another the, time. Yeah, well, that's I'm right. the baddest I'm, mother. <laughs> I'm the meanest motherfucker to ever fly a 737. And, but, uh, you know, you... I, I am a pilot. I am a pilot when yeah. I was learning to fly because quite often you start if you know days didn't go as well as what you wanted to mm. or or I threw up. Um, that was that was the thing of rather than saying I'm not going to throw up because quite often my brain will not hear the not and mm. it will just hear I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> so it it would and and it's, it, I would say things like I suppose affirmations, positive affirmations yeah. would be. Um, I I wake early with ease and and I do I get up early mm. and I go for a walk every morning. It's yeah. a it's a you know a, a non negotiable. Mine is I'm the king of sleep. Oh, I've always had this belief. Um, I don't remember ever being a bad sleeper. I'm sure that there was a point in time where um, I was just like everyone else and just didn't think about my sleep, but when I was learning about the subconscious mind and, and I also know how important sleep is. If, if you're listening and you don't know how important sleep is, go and listen to Dr. Matthew Walker. It's the most important thing that human beings do. It's sleep. Mm. And so I've always said, I'm the king of sleep. I can sleep anywhere, anytime, anyhow. That's, I've always said that. And I've met a lot of people over the years who say, oh, I'm really bad at sleeping. I'm a bad sleeper. And I say, well, do you want that to continue? And they go, no. I say, well, stop saying it. Mm. Because what you're doing is you're programming your subconscious mind. As you get closer to bedtime, you're, you, you recognize that we're getting close to the time that you should be going to sleep. And so if you've said all your life, I'm a bad sleeper, I'm a bad sleeper, your subconscious mind is listening and it's a robot. It's going to 
program that in. And so as you're getting closer to sleep, what it's going to do, it's going to release more cortisol into your system. Cortisol is in a constant battle with melatonin. When melatonin wins, you're asleep. When cortisol wins, you're awake. And so if you're getting close to bedtime and you've got this unconscious or subconscious belief that you're a bad sleeper, then your brain is going to make that a reality by releasing more cortisol Mm. and bringing all of the thoughts into your mind that are going to make you start, you know, thinking about all these things that you've got to do in your life to make sure that you've kept awake. Mm. But if you say, I'm the king or I'm the queen of sleep, as you get closer to bedtime, your brain's going, "Mm, this is is that uh, part of the day that you're really good at. (laughs) And and so I've almost hypnotized myself to be able to sleep anywhere, anytime, even at dinner parties, (laughs) which I'm quite famous for. I don't know if you know this about me, but all my friends tease me about this constantly. I like cooking paella and uh, when I put it on the table it's been a four or five hour event because start from making the stock all the way to making the pay and I put it on the table I'm quite exhausted and maybe a couple of wines in <laughs> and then as I put it on the table everyone's dishing up their paella and I'm <laughs> sleep at the end <laughs> it's my party trick but the, the, the subconscious mind is such a, a powerful thing and people don't realise that we program it every day with, with our thoughts and, and our language and our conversations with other people mm. Michelle, do you have any um, mindsets or things or subconscious programs that you that you play in your head? Yeah. So one I've been using of late, and and I've used it for a few years, is everything always works out, mm. and it does. Yes. If you give it time, you let it settle, you walk away, you come back, you hunker down, it always works out. So um, yeah, I my, like that. Yeah. My my self talk, my affirmation is everything always works out. Yeah, and that that would tie into your anti-fragility message that you talk about, that all adversity is an opportunity for us to grow and get stronger. All complex systems need adversity. That's right. And so if you've got the mindset of everything will work out, well, it always does because at the end of the adversity, you're stronger, you've learned something, you've grown. That's that's exactly it. So, mm. it, and and sometimes it may be in a way that you hadn't forecast, you yeah. hadn't predicted. Yeah. But it does always and and always seems to work out better than what I'd planned. I like this because it's very much the opposite of a victim mindset. Yeah. Because a victim will will hold an experience in their head forever. Oh, woe is me because of this thing. Yeah. Mm. But yours is this thing made me stronger and it always works out in the end so that once you get through the adversity you look back at the adversity as an opportunity to grow get stronger but it also as an opportunity to come through the other end yes yeah? yes whereas a victim will come through the other end and will carry that adversity that hurdle like it's uh, a weight. backpack full yeah. of blur that they have to drag with them through the rest of their lives rather mm. than going oh wow i got through that well if you're using the the same um thought or analogy is when you go to the gym and you know to build muscle you have to tear muscle yes and then for it to to rebuild to come back bigger mm. then that's kind of how you so everything always works out it's that okay, this kind of broke me a little or it, yeah. it, it stopped me, it paused, whatever, or I had to detour or I took a different path. Hmm. But ultimately, I have come back bigger, stronger, better. Yeah. Um, lighter because you're not carrying all that that you were just talking about. But yeah. yeah. That's something I've had to really work out. Um, I was very guilty, although that's not the right word to use. I was very good at being a victim. 
um, early in my life and in different situations where I've gone through adversity, you know, things that you wouldn't want to happen in your life. But like we often talk about now, Mm. everything that's happened to us in our life has created the people we are today and we you know we've spoken about this off off the podcast that we're both proud of of where we've got to in our lives because of the the shift in our mindsets Uh, yeah whereas i have been periods in my life a victim to my circumstances and carried around that victim energy that victim mindset and it wasn't nice i mean i was a young man and i didn't know better but it's still i look back on it and i think it was so debilitating and it stopped me from developing Mm. but once you once you get rid of the victim energy the victim mindset and you see things as an opportunity to grow get stronger build and everything works out for me which is the one you said before i've got i've got a similar one i don't really have words to it but it's like it i'll be fine yeah i'll get there yeah i'll 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 get through this is is my the way i look at it and i guess it's very similar to yours everything will work out for me in the end Mm. yeah much more powerful than dragging around the 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 negative experiences that we've gone through yeah Mm. why do we do that Why, why do we why do we attach them to this chain it's comfortable it's something we know yeah it is something we we know but it's it's almost like it some sometimes we allow these these events in our lives to be an anchor Mm. That, that we're dragging along on a chain that's, you know, that we're having to rip through the footpath as we walk forward. I'm <laughs> 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 metaphorical and dramatic now, but, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm looking back at the old me that had that when I was younger, that, you know, you're holding this chain and dragging this anchor of, of victimhood, which is just going to slow you down. But if you can let, let it go and think, wow, what a fantastic experience that was that I got through it in the end, and look at me now. Mm. Mm. Well, if you can look at it also that in order to know what happiness is, you have to have had sadness. You in need your the life contrast, or, don't you? Yeah, you, so you need the contrast. Yeah, you, so you, we can look at that as contrast. Yeah. And now it's like, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have peace without the opposite. You yeah. can't have happiness without the opposite. Hmm. Oh, that got very deep in my head for a second. <laughs> yeah, we need we need that contrast, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Where else have you um, have you changed your mindset to program better thoughts, better outcomes? Because um, there's a lot. Of, I've I've still got a couple of limiting mindsets that I'm working on. Every time I catch myself saying them, I go, "Oh, nope, that's who I used to be. I used to be that person." Mm. Do you have any other? Oh, look, as you get older, of course, your body changes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mine has anyway. And so, going from a um, a young girl woman who never had to worry about what they ate and just walking to the fridge to get the next thing to eat, you know, made me lose two kilos um, to then now having to work at it if I want to maintain a weight um, and potentially watch what I want, watch what I eat, although mm. I prefer to just do the extra work and eat what I want. Um, that that whole looking in the mirror and focusing on one particular aspect rather than the whole package. Mm. So um, my limiting belief has always been about uh, or limiting mindset about the size of 
what I see in the mirror somehow mm. um, is my what's going to happen in the day, <laughs> and or you know on the scales. So I got rid of the scales. Mm -hmm. uh, so they were lying so to me. So you were connecting that to how, how you were going to experience my the rest success, of the day. That's okay, right. Wow. Yeah, which is yep. really which it isn't healthy, mm. and. This happened quite, I, I realized it a few mm. years ago um, when my eldest son was also focusing on his weight and image based on what I was saying. So ah, I realized okay. I was programming him yeah. also. Yeah. And he's a, he's a tall strapping man. So there's no way he's going to be the same weight, size, whatever as his friends. He's six foot seven, isn't he? That's right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, so I thought, hang on. No. Yeah. So through the scales, stop yeah. this this self talk about and just got into rather the energy. So so my my mind speak the affirmations I was saying is yeah. I feel amazing today. Yes. And on those days where the energy is not as great, um, at that time I would try and pump myself to get myself up. Mm. Now a few years later I'm realizing okay like the seasons um, you know there are seasons to to hibernate or to relax or to to rebuild and so if my energy's low on a particular day or a particular run of days it's like mm, okay this is my autumn this is my winter okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be kind to yourself but yeah. I, like, I like the concept of something that you were doing in the morning was then setting up the rest of your day yeah. uh, and that's that's some something that I have been looking to a lot lately. If you, when you wake up, the very first thing you grab is your phone mm. and you start swiping, then you'll get a hit of dopamine. Swiping or scrolling? Scrolling, Are you swiping? swiping. No, I'm not swiping. <laughs> <laughs> swiping up. I'm not swiping left or right. So, it's, all right, scrolling. We, we'll call it scrolling. You swipe your finger across the screen, whichever direction. <laughs> There's four directions. Um, but yeah, scrolling. If the first thing you do is scroll on your phone and you get a hit of dopamine, your brain is now saying that's where my dopamine comes from and you'll be grabbing your phone more often during the day and it sets you up yeah. for failure. And we, we, we've, most people have heard the whole concept of making the bed in the morning. Mm. When you get out of bed, make the bed because when you make the bed, You've achieved something and you're going to get a hit of dopamine. And yep. so that's setting you up for success. I, I noticed um, over COVID because I spent a fair bit of time by myself and a fair bit of time scrolling <laughs> <laughs> on on things like TikTok that my brain was getting hits of dopamine from, uh, from technology. And then your brain becomes addicted to it and you've heard of dopamine depletion, yes. which is where people yeah. keep grabbing their phones and swiping and getting little it's hits of enough. dopamine. It's yeah. not enough. And, yeah, it's a, it's a bad thing. So I, I like starting the day with an activity that gives me dopamine, a reward chemical for something that is actually rewarding, like make the bed, go for a walk, uh, write a chapter, uh, do something productive because when you get the dopamine from that source, you're training your brain to look for dopamine from productive sources rather than unproductive sources, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, mm. yeah. Even sitting around the table having breakfast or whatever with your kids and yeah. just having a laugh conversation. Yeah, laugh. Yeah. No, it's good because the way we prime our brains in the morning determines the success or opposite of the day. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, our brains are powerful things. Okay, so um, in tying this up, be very careful of what we put into our subconscious minds. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts. I like the fact that uh, the lower part of the brain. The subconscious mind. Yes, yeah, the subconscious yeah. mind is just a robot. Yep. Just so the it can be programmed. It can be. Yes. Yeah. And we should be very conscious of the programs that we put in there, the limiting and and uh, what's the opposite of limiting? Um, um. <laughs> 
encouragement. Encou- yeah, the encouraging <laughs> thoughts and mindsets. And and don't say I want to. Say I am. Yes. I go to the gym. Yes. I play the ukulele. I swim three times a week. State it as though it's you, and your subconscious mind then is programmed to think it's you, and that is then you. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so okay. the world would be a better place with, with more dogs. More dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like some merch, go to our website. We've got some merch, T-shirts and, and caps. And caps, yeah. Mm. More dogs, spread yes. the word. And whenever you're wearing one, uh, you always get people commenting, don't you? Absolutely. So it should come with a bit of a warning, actually, yeah. because, yeah, people will, they do have an opinion. So yes. it'll either be yes or there are cat people that yeah. say no. <laughs> <laughs> or there's people who aren't animal people at all. No, no we don't need more dogs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you again, Michelle. Thanks, Guy. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> You're such a clown. The clown. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Captain. <laughs> and who's going to listen to this? Maybe our mums. Thanks, mum. Thanks, mum.